1: To the long box. Excelsior. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay. We still have to get that down. We still yes. have to get that Our down. Or
0: a catchphrase that's not too copyrighted.
2: Yeah, I don't I
0: don't know that I it's think it's fun good. to add something on there. Yeah. Sweet Christmas. Sweet Christmas. In July. Well, in July. Almost.
1: almost. That's a thing.
0: Yeah. Christmas in July. Is it, How did that even originate?
1: I think I think it's just a sales pitch. I really oh, think it's okay. just a sales pitch. Yeah. Like people have overstock in the middle of summer because yeah. everyone's at the beach and no one's buying stuff. <laughs> You know, they're like, hey, how can we move this? People are idiots for Christmas. Let's put Christmas in July. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways,
1: I am Armando Ramirez. I'm Joey Gonzalez. And I'm Danny Flores. Welcome
0: to the Long Box. Where we don't talk about sales, we talk about comics. Yeah, oh, yeah. hopefully. hopefully, well, we hopefully yeah, hopefully comics. Comics
3: sure. and comic-related news and yes. items yeah. of that sort. Yeah. And what's really hot right now is low-key
0: Yes, the show and um, you know, some I think it's it's just guys. the character in general. Yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Like that guy really took off uh after Avengers. For he sure. was everywhere. He is everywhere still.
0: Yeah, I and I kind of like I really kind of would give credit to Tom Hiddleston, I think. Because, I mean, while Loki was always kind of prominent in Thor comics, like, there were other villains that were way,
1: you know. Well, he was a main villain in the Marvel Universe. He brought Brought the the Avengers Avengers together originally. Right. uh, But he was always in the background. They always played him. I, I, I think in the new millennium, comics are getting more complex. The characters are not just good and bad. You know, they're more nuanced in that yeah there's a lot of layers underneath yeah and for the longest time loki had always been just an evil guy just a bad out for mischief because he he's a trickster god but he ultimately it was some sort of like plot to rule something right and then when the movies came out uh they played him as a more charismatic and empathetic character yeah they gave him some more dimension i think for Mm -hmm. sure and that really like set the course for him in comics because then he was on the side of the Avengers, like he was a young Avenger recruit. He fought alongside the champions for a little while. He went on adventures with Thor as a child. Um, you know they they really they
3: really changed the guy up. Were there any prominent low key stories beforehand before the movies?
0: Um, yeah, so yeah. One of my favorite ones by um, Isad Ribic and Robert Roddy. I don't know if that was. Let me see when this came out. I just remember reading it and it was really good. And I think they actually, Marvel did like, a, they tried to do this like Marvel Knights animation where they took comics and they... Oh, the, the
3: motion comics. Motion comics. I and those. I think
0: it, re, it was one of those. Um, but yeah, this story was, it was a six issue miniseries and it was about how Loki had finally taken over Asgard and had Thor in his grasp. Like, and it was, you know but then he's faced with this dilemma of you know Hela approaches him and says okay like you have to kill him like this is the only way this all ends is but he he wasn't planning that and they're older they're more like they're older characters all the characters in the story are older and he just kind of finds out throughout the time that no matter um you know what dimension or what you know multiverse Loki always loses like there's even when 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 Thor is the um, antagonist. Like, Loki always loses. And I think that kind of was tied into what they're getting to now into the the, sh- the show. The show, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh,
1: okay, I was just about to bring yeah. that up because that's a huge parallel yeah. to the new Loki show, like in the very first episode. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. It's already like two weeks yeah. old. Go oh, yeah, watch yeah. So it.
3: Three, two, one, go.
1: <laughs> so he he's uh, interviewed by the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, and they show him that no matter what in this particular timeline that he's existing in, he loses whatever his glorious purpose is in his mind. It's nothing. It, he loses. It, ultimately, he loses no matter what he's done up until. Because this is the Loki from 2012 mm-hmm. who escapes. And then he's able to watch his life go on and he's murdered by Thanos. So what glorious purpose is there? There isn't any. And that like really breaks him to his core. Yeah, yeah they
3: say a line in there is like, uh, your failure brings out the best of others. And mm-hmm. that, that hurt me.
1: Yeah, and that's what
0: happened in this comic. And it and it really there's not there's some action in it cause they have flashbacks, but it's the artwork is phenomenal. Oh, it's side ribbic, yeah, yeah. That dude's a beast. Like, but just the the dialogue and like the the lighting and the scenery, it's very like stoic and yeah, very like Norse, Norse. You know, because they're Norse you gods. Feel right? you, you feel it. You feel it, and you feel like what Loki's going through in his head of, you know, man, I've been waiting this moment, but why can't I do it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, why can't this? This gives me whatever I wanted to be the king of Asgard, but I can't kill my brother, my stepbrother. You know, and all this other stuff happens, and and the ending's a, a twist too. But, but check it out. Yeah, it's you could probably get it at you know your your local comic shop.
1: My my favorite Loki story. Oh man. This is so this is from like the early nineties, maybe late eighties, early nineties. I don't know if either of you Mondo might know. Acts of vengeance. Mm. Yes. Acts of vengeance. So yes. Loki is, you know, interacting in the entire Marvel universe and he poses as a businessman of some sort, passing out cards to random villains. <laughs>
2: Like, yeah, oh, I remember you this.
1: Know, Here's a set of steak knives. You know, <laughs> yes. Uh, he goes. Uh, he approaches like Magneto, Doctor Doom, the Red mm-hmm. Skull, the Living Laser, all these famous, like really big bad guys. They've all been, and he's giving them a plan. Like, look, you've all been beaten by your nemesis. You've all been bested by them, defeated. However, what if Joey Joey Joey's clicking his, his, his the gears are grinding. What if instead of going up against your regular nemesis, you go up against someone who doesn't know you.
3: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. So now the Fantastic Four are fighting X-Men villains. Spider-Man is fighting Daredevil villains. Uh, the Avengers are fighting Fantastic Four villains. There's like, like an
0: episode where like Wolverine's fighting Tiger Shark. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, um, oh, so... There's also like they really wrote these characters fitting to their backstory. So there's a part where they're all in this room together: Doctor Doom, Magneto, the Red Skull. You know all these guys, and Magneto and the Red Skull kind of break off a little. And again, spoilers. This is like a thirty-year-old book, people. <laughs> I don't. I shouldn't have to uh, put a spoiler alert. Yeah. But- Everything that we mostly will talk about will be stuff that we grew
0: up reading or, yeah. you know. It will, we'll let you know if, if if there's something you need to pick up and read. Right.
1: But. but this story, so Magneto and the Red Skull. I don't know if people are familiar with, like, both of their histories. The Red Skull is obviously a Nazi. Magneto is a Hebrew, a Jew from Germany, and he was in an internment camp. Well, they're breaking off to go do whatever and Magneto actually turns on the Red Skull. He's like, look, I'm a villain, but I'm not your kind of villain. And he, like, traps him in a tomb. And the Red Skull is is good. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, good. Like, he's shaking his fish. You'll pay for this. And at the time, I was like, oh, man, that's wild that he would turn on a villain. And then when I realized, oh, yeah, because of this and this and this, do it. Totally do it. <laughs>
0: And I think that's, that's like, I know sometimes, especially now, people are trying to brush a lot of stuff under the rug. But to me, the Red Skull, like, that's why I love Captain America villains because, like, the Red Skull is a Nazi. Like, his sole purpose is to be evil and hateful and mean. Oh, yeah. And to get the crap beat out of him, that's great. Like, you want to see that, right? There, like, there... there are people now that you want to see get,
1: the, you know, get beat up, like, like Captain America, they're his villain. a lot of his villains, there's no nuance to them. Yes. The Red Skull, evil. Hate monger, evil. Flag Smasher, yeah. evil. All these guys, straight evil. Uh fascists and they deserve to get punched in the face. Right,
0: right. <laughs> so that is that yeah, I remember Acts of that, that was a was that was, so was a wild. big event too. And that. I think
1: Oh, oh yeah, because uh, that's when Magneto encountered Spider-Man. Yes. Because Spider-Man started uh, displaying these all-new mm-hmm. abilities, and Magneto thought, well, maybe he's a mutant. Right. And if he is, maybe I can recruit him to my cause. You know, the, the liberation of mutant kind. Nice. And it turns out that that was a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man was actually, like, about to absorb the Captain Universe powers, which was, which was a wild story in and of itself. <laughs> so...
0: Did you guys anything stick out to you on the show uh, that that you thought? Um, not you know, I'm not talking about like
3: I never like, thought. Oh, this I'd... is
0: going to lead to Mephisto, obviously, but like you know, stuff like oh, like for me, time travel. Anytime I see time travel, I'm hoping for something with Kang. Like that's what. Yeah. Anything that's related to that, I you know, I'm kind of excited for to see a little cameo of something. But well,
3: I know in the comics, uh, the TVA and Kang were like, they uh, they were in conflict a lot, right? And so I'm wondering if, because he already got cast. I uh, forget the guy's name. Jonathan Majors. There yes. you go. Uh, so he's already got cast, and he's already confirmed to be an Ant-Man and Wasps. And I just, I don't want to expect too much. Like, yeah. I don't want a Ralph Boner situation. We're like, oh, we're going to get Kang. Oh, we're going to get Mephisto. Yeah. But, uh, man, to be honest, what I'm excited about, I've never thought about this, but Owen Wilson bringing such a, a, a backyard character, like Mobius, it's, it's so, great. so fun. It's so Seeing fun. Seeing him and Tom Hiddleston together, yeah. it's, it's great. It's really entertaining. Even the bits that aren't action-y or aren't really, uh, I don't know, high stakes, it's just fun to see their banter together.
1: Yeah, like, I feel they're, just through the first two episodes, there are scenes where they're going back and forth, and you can tell, like, Loki will take this, the wind out of Mobius' sails, but then it'll almost immediately Mobius will turn it around on him. You know, you can see it in the face, in the, in the reaction, and then Mobius like, oh, you almost had me. <laughs> you almost had me. You're, you're really good. You're really good.
0: And he's very an empathetic character. Like, yeah. you know, you think that he's all about business, business, but then, like, he really, you know, like, you when he run. tells Loki about Asgard being destroyed, you know, he's like, you know, I'm really sorry for that, too. Yeah. And it's genuine, you know. It's Like he's just doing his job,
3: yeah. And then we get to that little jet ski scene, and then you're just like, Oh, the guy just he just wants the yeah, uh, he wants he doesn't he's not able to experience those things because you realize these guys are probably just like genetically like born here and raised here and only yeah. do that there. Um, and then uh, but you really feel betrayed, especially whenever at the end of it because it really felt like the end of a movie, like the first, yeah, the first movie of their uh, of Loki or whatever. Uh, whenever uh, Loki heads off with your know, female Loki or enchanter, yeah. or whoever that may be at the hey, end hey, of it. Hey. Hang That's
1: away. definitely a spoiler.
3: Definitely a spoiler. I thought we just got... Uh,
0: uh, <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, <laughs> if you guys haven't seen
0: it, shame on you. But also, that was like kind of a spoiler. My bad.
1: Like, My bad. No. So, here's something. The mythology of Loki. Loki is gender fluid. Mm-hmm. And in the show, they're show, showcasing all the different variances of Loki. And they're pulling up like an ogre style Loki. It's, it's very Rick and Morty ish. Yeah, like oh, there's a hammer Loki. There's oh, a yeah. well. They
0: show when he shows up to the TVA and they show his um, you know, his identification sheet on his gender. It says gender fluid. Yeah, like they they know they recognize that, which is really cool.
1: So they're they're yeah. So they're going through all these and they like show a barbarian Loki, mm-hmm. uh, orc Loki, frost uh, giant, cro- frost giant. Uh, was a biker? Oh yeah, like a like not a biker, a cyclist. <laughs> And you gotta you gotta clarify a cyclist, so he's wearing like the classic cycling outfit yeah, and everything, with like Lance Armstrong. Yeah, but the one thing they didn't show is like a female Loki, and that's what we get into at the very end of this episode. And then people have been running rampant online trying to is it is it really Loki or is it like Joey said, the Enchantress, who is another Marvel character that right that would be great if they started really introducing because. They've introduced Asgard. They've introduced the Warriors 3, Lady Sif, uh Heindel, They all, they all die, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, you know, they introduce all these characters. Executioner. Hela, executioner. The executioner <laughs> and one of the most prominent characters is the Enchantress, yeah. and she's nowhere to be seen. Dude, she especially is so cool. The, well, she is so cool. Especially
3: with the Executioner popping up and, you know, yeah. being around. Yeah, anymore. they were like, that in the comics, they were always together. Yeah, like always. But they gave that role to Hela in. Uh, in, in yeah, Holi. I guess so. I
1: mean. That, it, that would, movie failed the Bechdel test so yeah. hard because they didn't have another single woman in there.
0: Let's go to the first episode because um, we didn't get to talk about it since, you know, our our first recording. But the um, and the, people already know because, you know, once once this happens, this isn't a spoiler because once it happens, it shows up all over Facebook. Yeah. So that, dude, the Infinity Stones that dude. were like that. that <laughs> I, I didn't know what to say when I saw those, man. I was I, just
3: kind of like wow um, it was all, really all the weird
0: whole, yeah 10 years of movies <laughs>
2: exactly that's how it
3: felt like whoa <laughs> so like the whole time these guys were kind of going on um but at the same time um like the powerlessness was like a real parallel to loki's like uh his journey i don't know if you guys yeah. are catching up on that yeah. You know? yeah um and uh so i saw a meme on there where it said whenever loki found the stones in the drawer it was like uh, buzz lightyear watching it was a commercial in Toy Story, realizing he's a toy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've... Oh, man, that hurt me so bad.
0: I also think that was a little... With my Marvel, like, we'll make good movies again. We don't need yeah. to stand alone on the, you know...
3: Yeah, I trust them,
1: man. You know, so... so I'm I, excited. I that was pretty cool. Well, there's all kinds of things. So, the, the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, exists outside of this dimension.
3: It's outside of the multiverse, right?
1: Right. And so... Any kind of artifact that holds any kind of power inside of a singular universe, if you take it outside, it's not gonna be as effective or as powerful. Um so that's where that cause okay. Another another book, X-Men versus Teen Titans. And in that book, no, not that. Scratch that. Um the Amalgam Universe. Oh, the Amalgam yeah. Universe, where, like, before they combined, they became Thanoside or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Dark Side finds mm-hmm. the Infinity Gauntlets. Yeah. And Desad is telling them, oh, these are artifacts of great power, but they don't work in this universe. Yeah. Because the DC Universe exists in yeah, another yeah. dimension. Right. right. Yeah. So, like, everything. The, oh, man. Comic book science is wild. The Flash operates at a certain vibrancy, yes, uh, a vibrational frequency, there and everyone in that universe exists in that same right vibrational frequency. When he shifts his vibrational pattern, he can travel through time and right. across dimensions. Yeah, so he has to be able to match frequencies, and that's kind of how like these stones exist on this frequency. Right. Yeah, and they're able to affect this frequency. You take them out, nothing. It's like batteries. Yeah. You they operate like double A batteries operate on something, but if you take them out and try to put them in something that requires D batteries, it's not gonna work. So, for sure, for
3: sure. What's cool about it is that the majority of the stones were green. So, I'm, I'm sure time, stones, sure there time yeah. stones, yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool.
0: That's pretty neat too, yeah. How do you guys, um, what was y'all's first introduction to like since we're on Loki, like mythology in comics? Like, did y'all have any previous, um, you know, history with that before any kind of mythology or,
3: I mean, not really even just not in comic books, but, um, I could always go to the local library here in Waco and pick yeah. up the, you know, well, that's the, what the I mean. John like, book.
0: like for me, like Greek mythology was really big in our house. Like, you know, we, we would read that and watch stories and documentaries and things like that. Yeah, for sure. About it for real. So when, like when I started reading comics and I saw like Hercules and like, you know, um, you know, Thor.
1: You started making the connection. I made so. the
0: connection, but it was cool to see them in a different light, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, in, in Greek mythology, they're either like all naked or like bare skin. Or right. Man. They're wearing togas or
1: something. Right.
0: Yeah. And then you see them now, and they're these like colorful gods that, you know, are interacting with other, you know, your favorite Spider Man, yeah. Captain America. And I thought, I always thought that was great, man. Like, and then you see, get to see them cross over like Hercules and Thor,
1: you know? Yeah. They, that, like, the two deities exist. Yeah, and, and, that, same, and so same, those were
0: some yeah. of, like, my favorite stories. Or, like, Hercules and the Hulk, you know what I mean? Those were really cool.
1: Yeah, Um for me, I had always known, like, I knew Thor was a god, and he was from Asgard, but I thought it was something that they had created in Marvel Comics, and it wasn't, and, and remember, I'm still young at this point. Um But it wasn't until, like, I started reading other books like Greek mythology. I think uh, Clash of the Titans, the original yeah. Clash of the Titans, oh, that man. really got me, and I was like, "Oh man, yes. these things are awesome!" And I went out searching for Greek mythology and Roman mythology, uh, Norse mythology, um, and that's where I think like I really discovered like Thor and all the stuff that Loki had really done to him. Like right. he, he cut the handle of the hammer. Right. So, you know, he, he's pulling all these these tricks on Thor. So it informed my idea of Loki. Like, he doesn't always have to be evil. Right. But the way he's portrayed in the comics is, yeah, he's kind of always evil.
3: Yeah, serving a purpose. Yeah.
1: So my, yeah, my first experience is making those connections would come later after reading the mythology
2: books. Yeah. And everything.
1: Yeah, and it makes definitely makes it more fun. Like you say,
0: instead of just seeing, like, Loki as, like, a... He's just a bad guy that's like salty about not getting like there's other reasons like why Thor is like already knows, like already know he's up to something because, you know, in regular mythology what he did and stuff. And I like how they keep that in the comics for
1: yeah. you know, for the most part, you know, they keep all that. So I do like how Marvel took the took the opportunity to introduce Norse mythology, uh, whereas D C was trying to like tie Wonder Woman into Greek mythology. Yeah. You know, they again, Wonder Woman's older than Thor. Yes. In the comics, in the comics, don't come for me. Uh, But like, she was published in the 40s, 1941, 42, Mm -hmm. something like that. Right. So she had her Greek heritage. Thor wouldn't appear in a Marvel comic until the 1960s, Mm -hmm. 64, 65. And, you know, they really, they really placed their stamp like, all right, you got Greek. We're claiming Asgard. We're claiming Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. And it wouldn't be until what the 70s where Hercules maybe, Hercules, maybe the late 60s. Yeah, I think it was late 60s
0: because he was in a, some issues with like um, Hulk and Submariner comics. Those are my favorite with yeah. the Hulk, you know, and he was in some of those issues. So it had to be like the 60s. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But they wouldn't really introduce another pantheon. Right. They really established the Norse. Norse. Yeah. yeah. Which is cool. And that's
0: true because, like, like you say, with Wonder Woman DC. You know, she was a part of Greek mythology, but always, like... On the outside. On it. the outside of it. And you, she only got interaction with, like, Ares or... You know, there was never really any other gods a lot of the times. So and if they were, they'd kind of make these little cameos or... Yeah,
3: if I think about it now, the only gods I can really associate with DC is the Greek gods. To whereas uh Marvel, you know, they have uh, the African gods out of, uh, you know, Black Panther and Wakanda. Oh, yeah. Uh, then they yeah. also have, uh, you know, the Mexican gods down... Uh, I forgot what store. I think it was Reptile. Uh, was playing along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, reptile. Oh, reptile. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh,
0: yeah. You guys need a hashtag. Uh,
3: Try to get Joey to get cast as Reptile. In a-
1: Joey for Reptile. Hashtag Joey for Reptile we'll start at it. Marvel. <laughs> I,
3: I can't act for nothing, but that's all right. I've seen people do it before.
0: All right. <laughs> Let's get into what we're reading, guys. Um, planet
3: size
2: X-Men.
1: Yes. Planet-sized X-Men. Amazing. Get it. If you haven't gotten it, get it already. So it, it's a one-shot, right? I would guess that it's a one it shot. It seems like a one shot how I read it, but
2: I don't know who knows with,
1: with
0: Hickman, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but it's um, it's it's a one shot, but man, it's got a lot of glue yeah. to hold the story together and push the narrative going forward into right. the next year, two years, however long Hickman's yeah. gonna be uh the the head of the X-Men books. I see a lot of people complaining online about oh Hickman's not writing anything. Wait for it. Yes. Okay. Wait for it. Because he he if he's head of the X-Men books, then that's his fingerprint all over what's happening. Whatever's going on in whatever book, he's approved it. Nothing nothing goes on without his approval.
0: To me, this is the new Claremont and 90s X-Men, man. Like this is the new wave of of him, like you say, making his his legacy on X-Men. When I look at these pages, I'm looking at them right now. We brought copies. Like the art, the 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 writing, the scenery, it's all
3: massive. Absolutely. It's all colossal. Planet, right? yeah,
1: Planet size X-Men comes across as very cinematic. Yeah. You know, that's that's the movie in between all the individual TV shows. Like right. uh Marauders or X-Force might be uh agents of shield and then this is the big event movie at the end of the year or two and then of course you know pepe
0: laraz on this is like i don't he's probably my favorite interiors out there right now maybe i mean there might be some other ones that i I haven't looked at because i've been a while reading but
3: yeah the first four or five pages are just so fantastic like that first opening scene like seeing Magneto throw away, like, it's just the fact that they're terraforming a whole planet. Yeah, so um,
0: that's the whole premise of yeah. this book is they're, they're forming a whole planet.
1: So I, yeah, I don't know if anyone's been following the X-Men books, but the last, I think the very last issue of any book before this Planet Size X-Men was left with uh, the White Queen mentioning expansion. And no one knew what that really meant until Planet Size X-Men came out uh, this past week. And what they do or what they did it, at the beginning of this whole Jonathan Hickman run, you see the X-Men planting Krakoa seeds because they live on an island now, uh, a living island who's also a mutant. And he, the island is able to create these uh, like portals. portals. Yeah, portals. And so some X-Men are able to get to Mars and plant a portal. And you you don't think anything of it. You know, you think nothing of it. You're like, oh, yeah, they're putting one on the moon because there's the blue area of the moon. They put one in New York. They put one next to the X-Mansion. I I
0: think a lot of times when when people, readers, like even myself, we think of mutants, we think of little cool gimmicky powers. Yeah. Right? Like, there are some, like, you know, like, you know, they got your level five mutants that can move metal and and stuff but you also think of mutants like 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 maggot yeah or like (laughs) people that can just do like oh i can control wood or reshape wood and you're thinking oh that'd be cool if you want to build a house or something but you don't think how would that affect on different you know planets or different different ecosystems different ecosystems how would that react and that when they dive into the all of this it's like it's a whole new outlook on on any mutant or you know the X Men for that matter. So it was they, such
3: a cool uh, like genre shift to sci fi. It doesn't yeah. feel like a superhero book anymore. It feels like complete sci fi.
1: Yeah, um, and I, man, it it it's great to me. I knew grow. I know growing up on X Men books, it was always like. The other Avengers or something, you know. They they were the main book. They were the heroes. They were the ones that were going to save the day. Right. Um, But now, they are uh, really pushing the limits on what they can and can't do. They took ten Omega level mutants and three mutants from uh, the Iraqi, Iraqi. which is like their sister island, and they completely terraformed a planet in hours, where it would have taken regular science Mm. years. Years,
3: yeah. But the Iraqi are also uh, those are Omegas also.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, yeah. like one of them, so their their blood their yeah. their bloodstream
0: is like a whole ecosystem, a whole like, yeah,
1: a whole oceanic ecosystem.
0: Yeah.
1: I saw Joey jump.
3: Yeah, man, I saw that. No, because I realized, well, dude, I love Sobunar. He has his whole line like, we and uh, all the Iraqi are gonna go to war." Like oh, they have all done for generations uh, in my bloodline. It was just so tight to see because I think this is like the first issue he's appeared in if I'm not mistaken, because when I saw them in here, yeah. I tried looking them up and I couldn't find anything. Um, so just the fact that there's coming in with these new Omega level mutants that we've never heard of before <laughs> uh, that are just coming on in that have these amazing powers and that are working in circuitry with mutants that we've already known uh, for so long. Um, and just the fact that uh, the, the, the whole thing of the Hickman line is mutants are stronger together You know when they put them together because like you said, 10 of them and they made a whole planet viable for life. Like at the end of it, whenever it starts to rain and, and when they do it's like, is this you, Mystique's Like, or not Mystique? i sorry, Storm is like, no, this isn't me. The planet's alive again, and these are tears of joy. Yeah. Oh man, that was so tight. Yeah, it was they, so cool. And then
0: you have characters like Jamie Braddock, because just like uh, he's kind of right. Yeah, Braddock, he's kind of goofy, and he's like, but he's like, his part in it is massive. Like, yeah. You know, constructing realities and stuff. Like, so this was. Uh, yeah, I was. I was. And they
1: weren't even going to go to Jamie Braddock
3: first. They want. They asked about Legion. Oh yes, they, they were like yeah. Legion. That seems really unstable that seems like a bad idea there
1: i mean if you look at both of them are unstable jamie braddock is psychotic yes from, yeah from gets, his
3: power levels yeah so
0: that makes you think too what would it have been like if legion had done that you know another age of x another age of x <laughs> no <laughs> but yeah so that was really good well what else are you guys reading or looking into or excited about as far as new books I
1: got uh, Ultra Mega number four. Ultra is really cool. I haven't read it yet, though. That's it was, with uh, Image? Yeah, that yep. okay. was with Image, James Heron. I think we talked about that the last time. Yeah, James yeah, Heron, because like, I, I couldn't. couldn't remember. I was like, is it Daniel Warren Johnson yeah, yeah. or James Heron? Yeah, it's James Heron. Those two guys have a very similar style. But it's really good. It's about kaijus. This one guy at the very, very beginning of the story has, like, a, a dream where he's, you know, having... He's being offered this chance to fight for humanity, and he's like, "Okay," because he, you know, he thinks it's a dream, but it turns out that it's real. Wow! And it just it takes off from there. It it's not, it's not Ultraman. <laughs> it doesn't end on a happy note. There's a lot of stuff going on, but it's really cool. The designs are really neat. Like uh, issue three, there was a, a monster who just looked like uh, one of those like water willy. Worm, water worms thing, just a wiggly worm and yeah. everything, and then that dude was like really dangerous, dang, because he got popped, and I think his innards were <laughs> acid.
3: Yeah,
0: that reminds. I just watched that episode of Rick and Morty where uh, what what Jerry and Bev, they go to the planet for divorce counseling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he gets separated, and Jerry's that like worm yeah, thing, but slug. she's like multiple, but he's like really powerful. <laughs> But yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, that, that I need to read that because I dig the artwork on it. Yeah, I did the artwork on yeah, it. Yeah,
3: man, it's pretty fun. It's uh, the first arc ended with uh, the fourth issue. Um, and all the issues I think I believe are like 50 or 60, like 55 pages, mm-hmm. just about.
1: The first one is like 60, 68 pages. I think 68. all the other, the two interior books have been like 44 pages. This last one might be more. So it's just a mini
3: series. I don't know, or man. Because there, there's another, uh, there's more coming out. There's a the next arc. Okay. So spoiler alert if you haven't read it, um, but uh, also actually, go mind. read it. Yeah, go read it. Uh, the The fourth issue ties into the first issue so well that uh, you know you think it's about to end, and then it just skyrockets into more questions and uh, a new cast, and it's it's really exciting. Um, the The gist of it is there's this uh, this god, uh, kaiju god. Uh, that's uh, that's coming down, and there's like this uh, three heroes that are meant to destroy it, and it's like passing along this power, um, you know, because this god is uh, constantly killing these people really brutally, and it's really awesome, um, and then it's just keep on passing the power. So it's a generational tale, and it's uh, the fourth issue ties it in, and I'm really excited for the fifth issue. So this was a really cool surprise. I didn't think I was gonna be too excited for this one. Cool man. I need to go
1: home and read it then. Nice. I, I like I said, I picked it up. I haven't read it. Hey man. But days. I mean, it's it's a good read. I just I need to carve out time because I'm so busy with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and this is it, and it's
0: hard, man, because there's so much stuff. Plus, Kickstarter, you want to read. Yeah, like I mean, for Father's Day, Kate got me like my pull list. Like wow. that was her gift to me because it was so massive. Because I hadn't been in a while. Because I've busy. Kate. Yeah, shout out to her for sure. And so I'm looking and I'm like, oh yeah. I'm looking and I'm like, oh yeah, cool. And I'm like, oh wait. Like this is all the stuff I have to read. These aren't just books like I wanted to check out. This is stuff like I need to continue yeah. reading. on am behind, and like I didn't even realize it. So now I have to carve time out to try yeah. to do it. Well, what
3: know? I love about the indie books, especially books like Ultra Mega, is that um, you know you don't have to uh, feel too dedicated to them. As opposed mm. to like some Marvel books, where like if the spoilers come out like the second that the issue comes out. Yeah. You know. Well, it's because Marvel, Marvel and
1: DC, they're very mainstream, and a lot of stuff that's in the books goes into the shows and yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. So they want to tie it. All together like oh like when superman died oh, you know wow. that was a big thing because superman was like the very first hero everyone knows who superman is everyone recognizes that crest mm-hmm. and then he dies how is that not gonna be a spoiler how is yeah. that not gonna be news right but like images Superman who is that guy I don't know
3: maybe spawn no
1: not even close not even close <laughs> but but I mean like there's so many pastiches of Superman yeah. out there that they get so conflated, you don't know who's whom. Right. You definitely know who Superman is. Right. You know, so, like, if that guy dies, nobody cares. Yeah, it's like if
0: Hyperion dies, like, well, okay, cool, another brute from Marvel that just yeah. got ate up by the sun or whatever. Hyperion? The century? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who, who would get ate up by the sun? Superman, because it powers him. You know, yeah. that kind of mentality, like,
1: it's just that, but. Like, uh, Mar- uh, Marvel has their own Batman, mm-hmm. uh, Nighthawk. Yeah. If he dies, no one cares. No one's gonna bat an eye. But if Batman dies, that that's gonna make news. Yeah.
0: Marvel would just replace him with Darkhawk, and then, you know. Dark Hawk and then Moon Knight and, <laughs> and then, then they, Moon Knight. And then they'd give Daredevil a cape <laughs>
3: yeah. for a while. And even now with the X-Men, they can't really die. I mean, hell, if we get if news, oh, Cyclops dies next issue. All right, cool. They revive him the next one next to Egg. Yeah,
1: but that's that's a new thing.
3: Here's that
0: just here's going back to the X-Men. Where do you guys think Sabretooth is right now? Because last time we read, right, he was, like, exiled. Uh, he's
1: in the Is he heart still. Of, uh, he's yeah, still in the I think, heart? You I think, think so. I, you think, 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 I think
0: he's going to return? You think he's in a subconscious? You Definitely. Think, yeah. I hope he comes back crazy. Such
1: a, he's such a great character. There's no way he can't return. Right. So, ugh, Hickman does this thing where he takes the toys of whatever he's writing, breaks them, but then puts them back together w- once he leaves.
0: I think it was genius the way that they it wasn't, you know, because Sabretooth being a killer that he is, like yep. just a murderous killer just thought, well, I'll just do some time or I'll get a slap on the wrist or, you know, my, my boss Magneto, you know, but with like, the Brotherhood, I'll be cool. And they're just like, nope. Oh, that's I, a group, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Which is wild because uh, the Council of Twelve that they have, man, okay, so there's <laughs> just so much, we could do X-Men for days. <laughs> But they just exiled. Basically, they exiled Sabretooth to the heart of Krakoa. Yeah, I think he's gonna come back because, like I said, Hickman likes to break things and yeah. put them back together. And at the end, yeah, they've got this eye, They've got these two islands. They've got an entire planet. I don't see any of it lasting. I don't see any of it lasting.
0: They're gonna get well. You know, Cap was in that issue too. He was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm gonna
1: go to your your gala."
0: Like I wasn't at first, but now I'm gonna go
1: check it out. Now you I want to see what this is all about so. because. Here's something. I don't know if anyone remembers when Hickman was writing the Avengers. At the very beginning of the Avengers book, The wor- Avengers World, he introduced uh, Ex Nylo mm. and his partner. I forget her name, but they terraformed Mars too. Yeah. Mm. No one remembers that. They were terraforming Mars. They were. Uh, plant bombing the earth like shooting pods into the earth and the avengers had to go up to mars and talk to them talk to them
2: which is a hickman
1: staple they had captain universe on their side at the time captain universe had been recruited and so uh ex nihilo had recognized captain universe as a an elder god sort of creature of the universe and bowed to them and said, oh, well, you've got Captain Universe, shirt. Sure, we'll follow whatever. And then later on, during the Incursion period, right before Secret Wars, Ex-Nihilo and his group actually joined the Avengers to confront the Beyonders. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. When Hickman, he builds these great stories and then, like, breaks them all down and then just sort of kind of, because that's comics, it kind of resets, you know. Yeah, the Avengers came out changed, the whole planet came out changed. You saw new status quo for everyone. Yeah. Um so I really think that one way or another Mars doesn't doesn't continue on the way it is right
3: now. Is it terrible? It's, it's kind
0: of like that too good to be true kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: It puts the X-Men up way too high on the on the pedestal. Yeah, yeah because that's another thing in the in the book
1: uh, right before uh, Planet Size X-Men where like a foreign diplomat uh, addresses Emma the White Queen and says you really galvanized humanity against mutant kind with this move you know and that's when like the White Queen had revealed their plans of terraforming Mars but she just showed it to them in their minds they didn't like the reader didn't know until Planet Size X-Men I forgot Mm -hmm.
3: which book it was I don't know if it was X-Men or the Planet Size or uh, the Gala Um, but there was a scene where Doctor Doom uh, approached Captain America. Oh, that's
1: coming up in Sword. Oh, that's, yeah. that's okay. coming up this week. Man,
3: that that has me excited because anytime Doctor Doom's involved, that did, I, he's well, one of my favorite. I just uh, love it whenever people give Captain America his his respect, like even like Doctor Doom, like Captain. Like, I love that shit. That's really awesome. We're
1: we're both the faces of our nations, are we not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So um hopping off of X men cuz we could still talk about that for yeah, days. Yeah. Um another book that came out that I'm really excited about is uh Static. So uh nice. Milestone Returns, they had uh their issue come out I think 2 weeks ago or 3 weeks ago. Yeah. Um and I didn't I was expecting it to be a little bit different um but that's uh that, that's another story. Uh and so
0: mile, Milestone Comics cuz there are some people that are new to comics. Yeah. So like Milestone is from um the 90s and it was a team of um a lot of uh, black creators that wanted to create black characters, superheroes. You and know, they did, and no, they, they did. They, they did it a lot. They, they created, created their own, own universe, their own universe, and from that, you know, a lot of people remember, you know, Static, the TV show, but it yep. was a comic before then. Yep. It was a really like a movement comic, and it was great. And so, but
3: anyway, go ahead, Joey. Yeah, man. Uh, so with Milestone Returns, uh, they're coming out with. Uh, uh, seasons of books so it's basically just the volumes but there's six issue uh, miniseries and static is the first one up and we're getting rocket and icon uh, soon but yeah, for, uh, icon
0: was my jam man. yeah, yeah. That so was my jam.
3: I thought they were gonna be um, uh, maybe retellings I didn't know they were gonna be complete reboots and this is what they are uh, and it's really really cool the art style is really cool um, it took some getting used to because I thought it was just complete digital and um, it was just a little weird to me at first uh because it's it's it looks like an anime the way it's uh, shaded the way it's colored uh the way it's illustrated so
1: this first episode this first issue is the all the breakdowns are done by Chris Cross and he's an industry vet he did the Captain Marvel Genius Vell book back in the day i think he worked on some green lantern books um he's, so he's done a lot he's been around marvel he's been around dc um He did the breakdown, so what that is essentially is just drawing out the panels and then kind of sketching in the figure work, the interactions, how they're talking to each other, the action, um, any fight scenes, whatever. He does that, and then he passed it off to quote-unquote newcomer, Nicholas Draper-Ivy. Nicholas Draper-Ivy has been in the animation field for the longest, and Uh. like. Um, if you follow follows Instagram, he's done a lot of work. You know, like, it may not be the lead, but it's like him, Phil Barasa. Um, uh, the guy, oh, he's got his own studio now in Japan. I forget his name, but he's. Cannon Busters guy. Yeah, that guy, I... that guy. The Cannon Busters guy. We have phones. Someone should be looking that up. I'm on it because I want to give that guy his props. Absolutely, but yeah, like uh, Phil Barossa did the Lashawn Thomas, Lashawn Thomas, and Corin Kaiser Stone, another oh. guy. Oh yeah, who's in okay. the animation industry? He Corin Kaiser Stone worked on a lot of the Invincible yes. series, but Lashawn Thomas uh, has his own studio, and uh, Nicholas Draper ivy I think, studied under Lashawn Thomas. Wow, okay, or did some work for him but he's you know part of this animation and a lot of these animators come over to comics and just kill it dang
0: well yeah. they used to storyboarding i mean to them that's like a <laughs> yeah like a wednesday doing a whole yeah you know but so, that's great man
3: like the 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 comic plays out kind of like an anime kind of like a cartoon if you're familiar with the cartoon series you can jump into this book and you won't be too lost there's a lot of new stuff added into it um i i'm i'm going to have to it, it feels like it's one of those Hickman books like where they give you some information a little bit and but then the answer is probably going to be given to you probably like issue 4 or 5. And I'm sure
0: they're still building it, man, cuz yeah. they pulled everybody out of this to like Dennis Cowan and
1: all those guys are still a part of all this. So, yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um I'm I'm here for it as well. Uh Rocket and Icon, hardware. Oh man. Um static. So
0: But yeah, so so go check it out. Um you know, I think
1: I. They're not part of the main DC universe proper, are they? I don't know. Not yet. Maybe not.
0: They um, need to be. What, was they, stat, they was Static given... at one time though?
3: Like, yeah. was he was right. Uh, and well, like I think he was uh, at least in the animated series. He was a part. Well, obviously the uh, the DC the animated universe. Whenever like, they had the Batman animated series and the Justice League and all yeah. that, he was in he there. Was a part of that. Even in the newer ones with the Teen Titans. Um, one that's on HBO Max, the now. Young Justice. Young Justice, there you go. Sorry, oh that's yeah, he, cool. uh, he was in there a little bit, kinda.
1: Well, of uh, Rocket is part of the the Young Justice group. Oh, She is, yeah. Oh, man. I and and uh, Icon is part of the Justice League.
3: Nice. So, oh yeah, I mean, he wasn't there.
1: Like Static comes in later, and so they made Rocket part of the the Young Justice. She. Gets a few moments, I think in season two, but then like season three, it's really static because he's like, f- his powers are forced on him. There's a yeah. whole storyline behind that of kids getting abducted and then yeah, having that's... tests done to them to awaken their powers. Yeah. So,
3: and then I remember whenever they made the, uh, the new 52 came out, he had a, a little mini series. Oh, It was like 12 issues and then it got canceled. Um, but he was, he was a part of there. He was a part of the Terrifics. Well, not they weren't the Terrifics then, but he was a part of uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Terrific's crew. Um, but no, I don't think he was any kind of like prominence uh, within it. But hopefully with uh, this right here, with Milestone Returns, in the book we haven't been told if they're a part of DC proper, or if they're not, um, or if they're just their own entity, which honestly I prefer if they're their own entity. Um, I don't know. I think DC needs more. They need.
0: I, I think they would need more um, I don't diversity know. in their yeah. in their books for sure. I, I think it would be good for them. And this
1: is a way that uh, appeals to people crying over uh, switching characters. Yeah. Like, Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: you well, don't change the old character; just make a new character. Well, here you go. Here's well, here you new go. characters. Here's a whole bunch of them. Yep. But yeah, so I think that that would definitely. I would definitely like to see them. Move into the D.C. universe.
1: Speaking sure. of diverse characters, Mondo, I see a uh, Yannick Paquette, Mr. Miracle cover down there. Yes,
0: yes, man. I was checking this out. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I was looking I was looking through it, and it looks... I love the artwork. It yeah. It's very colorful, and it's very uh, different from normal Mr. Miracle stuff that I read.
1: Yeah. So, this guy is very... Uh, what's his name? The artist on this one. Um, it's... Um, Is it? No, not Easton. Okay. So Mr. Miracle, this current Mr. Miracle is, this is after uh, the book from Tom King. Okay. Uh, Fico Osio. Okay. And he's got a very energetic style. Yeah,
0: I picked it up because I love Mr. Miracle. And um, I was looking through it in the shop,
1: and uh, Man,
0: it looked awesome.
1: Yeah, this is the Shiloh Norman, Mr. Miracle. This isn't the Scott Free Mr. Right. Miracle. But Shiloh Norman. Shiloh Norman's been around for a long time, too. People don't realize that. Shiloh Norman's not a new guy. He's been around at least the 70s. Um, So he takes the mantle on from Scott Free. And that's a big thing because, you know, Scott Free's a new god.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he passes on his mantle to a human. Mm-hmm. And, like... This book is really good. You, you should check it out, Mondo. You can talk about it next time. It's really good. That's yeah, great. yeah,
0: I'm going to read it. That's, this is what uh, we were going to talk about next is what books are we excited about going into or, like, Kickstarters. And this was one I was going to bring up was I'm excited to, to look at this one just because the artwork and um, just looking at the way everything is kind of set up looks really fun. Really, there's some elements in it that is classic, you know, Mr. Miracle but it's also got new elements into it. So. Yeah. So, but that's that's what I'm excited about going into. Um, that and then, like I said, more, the the Sumerian from Ablaze Comics. I think I mentioned it last time. Um, I just I like I picked those from my pool, but but I've always been into Conan. So, these are just Robert E. Howard's stories turned into um, uncensored versions. Huh. You know, because you know Conan's been with Marvel before, right? And he's been with um, Was Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Dark, Dark Horse. Horse. Okay. And even those they were kind of censored a little bit, but Ablaze, being them a completely independent, um, they're just going like straight from the literature, all the ins and outs, you know. Um, and it's great. And then at the end they have like these little um, inserts from the actual novels and stuff. So nice. Yeah, and the and the artwork's been great. Um, I've looked up some of these guys and they have really great work, but. I guess they're newcomers because I haven't seen them on anything else but these, so
1: Probably. Yeah. It's it's hard to uh break into other other like they, they'll come and find you once you get yeah. a certain yeah. like yeah. you hit a critical mass. Yeah,
0: like I think um like I did one cover for a blaze and reached out to them like again, was like, Hey man, I thought I was gonna be able to get but they're like, No, nah, we just wanna stick with what we've got and it's working, you know, it's great, but yeah, these guys are just putting out issues, and it's great. And this gorilla here tearing off Conan's head, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a, that's one that I'm looking to get into, and I'll be able to talk about next time. But
3: pretty awesome, man. Nice. I think uh, I'm pretty. The Planet Size X Men kind of revitalized me for X Men stuff. There's I haven't really been following too much of the like, oh, Marvel yeah. or DC books, but I even mm-hmm. on our little group chat. Uh, Danny keeps on calling me out about Mystique. He's like, what the hell? Like, you so, did what? you read that? I need to go back to it. You still haven't read it. It's been no, a week, dude, Joseph, it's <laughs> been a, it's what it's two
1: uh, it's two issues, forty pages max, and you haven't read it.
3: No. Oh, <laughs> he's been
0: writing. He's been planning out. Oh yeah, I've been right. I've been work.
3: working on Lawbringer, man. Yeah.
0: Oh, Lawbringer. So that
1: brings us to
0: yeah. what are we doing? Yes, what are we doing at Plus Waco Comics? Not a damn thing. Not guys. a darn thing,
1: guys. <laughs> Bad news. Bad we've news. hit a bunch of snags. Bad news. We've hit, yeah, we've hit a bunch of snags. We just hit a major snag in our production.
0: Well, um, first, we'll, we'll talk about what we have done so you guys don't think we're just sitting on yeah. stuff. So, Danny, being the beast that he is, the workhorse that he is, was able to get um you know the covers and all the interiors done um completely for the for the first book that we have so good job danny thank you thank you. and uh, they're great i mean there's some previews on our on our social medias that you can go to but but we've seen pretty much all of them and man it's just it's awesome danny danny did a great job but um so that's that's what we have finished um and I'm still working on the preview pages that I will get to hopefully at some point um and then hector is is doing lettering, but he it's, he got six five pages bro. it's just five pages bro
1: I did sixty six did sixty six pages, man, and
0: I'm over here I'll get to it guys, I'll get to it you know <laughs> but uh but yeah, so and and uh but I have valid reasons. Yeah, I have valid do. reasons. You you I've do. gotten some 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 published work, which I'm I'm grateful for. And they, oh yeah, we know. man,
1: so that's if anything, that brings more of a spotlight to what we're capable of doing, mm-hmm. and that Mondo's getting like published work on covers like actual books that are hitting shelves store shelves. go out and get them now yeah uh,
0: so um so that. and then of course you know when the time when all this we were doing this you know i had some personal health issues with my wife and stuff and then i'm um, just trying to get back on schedule after everything is really hard Hard for me but but I'm getting back in the zone And it it shouldn't be too hard to knock him out And then Hector our letterer uh, He's been doing a great job I know he got sick for a while Yeah Yeah, he got got, sick He got really sick so he let her for a while but Our biggest snag that we recently hit is is It
1: just hit me this past Weekend I've been sitting on it Thinking like what am I gonna do What are we gonna do so in the process of creating a comic you have a penciler, you usually have a you have a writer, you usually have a penciler and an inker, but I had to pull double duty on that. And then you have a letterer who comes in and and puts the story together for you so it's not just visuals, but you also have a colorist. And we had reached out to a colorist, he's really great. He's, you know, Eisner award winner and just super busy. And I thought we had reached out to him at a time where he was dead with work. So he could really help us out. Well, I think because we reached out during the pandemic, everybody was kind of dead at the time. Yeah. But, um, he just got back to us saying that his work schedule, like his regular work schedule had really picked up and that he wasn't going to be able to help us out with this book. um, all the pages he said are flatted, which means they have some color on them, but they're not rendered right to f- be a finished comic book. Yeah. So now we have, and that
0: happens, it's not you know, yeah, he's yeah. a great guy, and, and but it happens, man. And you have to go where your career takes you, we understand that, yeah, because that's what we would do, you know, and so, um, but yeah, so now we got to figure something out for that, hopefully. So
1: we apologize for the delay, we, like. I didn't want this to happen. I know Joey and Armando did not want this to happen,
3: oh, man. Um, but on the bright side, Hector's doing an amazing job on getting the uh, the black and white version lettered out. Yes, um, yes. And so uh, we, uh, as soon as we have that ready to go, and as soon as it's uh, uh, you know all the T's are crossed and all the eyes are dotted, um, we'll we'll get that uh, the digital version sent out uh, for the, the black and white. Yeah. Right.
0: So That's hey, right. any artists out there? If you guys think you. You know, feel Colourist. free to Colourist. Colourist, colorist, that yeah, a colorist, colorist that can do
1: colors. If, you, if you're willing to work with us, because, again, the pages are flatted. Right. So, you know, you're not going to have to put in as much work from the beginning. Yeah. Um, But, man, we would really appreciate it if you hit us up and let us know. Yeah, and
0: we'd be willing to, you know, compensate you for your time. You know, you send yeah. us your samples and rates and stuff. And, I mean, we we are looking for a certain caliber of work. You know because that's what we expect from ourselves so um you know just keep that in mind but yeah if you think you got what it takes you know send it in see Please, what's
1: up. please hit us up because I don't want to have to put on a third hat yeah as colorist now too yeah
0: and then I mean because you know if he does that you know he might as well just do my preview pages I mean, <laughs> I mean Danny's already done so much you know just let him do it and just you know <laughs>
3: Good try, man. I don't know. If that's gonna oh, no, oh man, no. no. But
0: it's funny because it's funny because when we were doing the book, right, and we were promoting it, you know, Danny's not very active on social media, but I'm very active, right? Because I just, you know, that's how I started out with my, and so I'd always promote it, promote it, and for some reason, people just thought that these, like, the cover and the interiors were me, and I'm like, no, look at the, look at what it says on the front. It says Flores. Go follow Imaginary Heroics, <laughs> you know, and so they were. Yeah, dog, I can't wait to see your pages. Yeah, me neither. It's gonna be a while. Like, you're gonna see previews because this is all Danny stuff, you know. And then even my dad, you know, he was joking. He like called me like, "Hey, where's your, where's your name on the book, huh?" He's like, and I'm like, "Oh, those are just Danny's." it's just like, "Oh, okay. I Thought you got kicked out of the group or something." Yeah. And I was like, "They're pretty close to it, you know. They're pretty close to it." But yeah, so but yeah, man. So so Danny's been a workhorse, man, and and we appreciate him all that he does. He's he's a beast. So we hopefully we don't lose him too fast to to a bigger book. We want that for him but yeah you know hopefully he can he can stay with us a little longer too so
1: well i mean cuz so we have a chat between us and man a lot of the ideas that we're just throwing around we're we're really waiting for this one book to get done uh, and i think
0: we'll be off to the races man
1: uh, yeah i think so too i totally agree as soon as this book hits and people really start like getting a feel for what we're doing Man, are we just gonna like the stories we have, the, the ideas we've come up with, the the plots that we've thought out? It's yeah, just cause amazing and, and, no, and stuff. no disrespect, but I think we get
0: roped into a lot of other kickstarters, um, which making comics is supposed to be fun and great. Yeah, and a lot of there's a lot of good ones that just stop at three issues or six issues. You know, that's all they want to tell. But we have we have bigger goals. Joey has, I mean, his brain is just. Shooting out ideas all the time, you know. Most and, of them are bad. I mean, well, most of them are good. <laughs> well, like yeah. a lot of them are good. Some of them are workshopped. Some of them are bad. Vampires <laughs> are bad. <Jordan>. <laughs> <laughs> we got you
3: through know. it. We got through it. No, but um, it's uh, it's what we're, we're what we're building, y'all. It's it's we're not trying to just make a six issue miniseries. We're not just trying to make a little. We're not series trying to make one one book. Yeah, we're we're in this for the long run. For the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years. This, hey, whoa. No, hey, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Hey, no, Danny's going to be like 105 still making the pages. And we're <laughs> yes. still going to be waiting for our modules. Yes, five. I'll we're, still be. Hey, <laughs> guys, for those it's coming. <laughs> I was joking
0: with him. I'd say that they're going to be at the the Netflix red carpet premiere of the animated series, and I'm going to be running up like a fan. Like, oh my God, I got the prelim, guys. I got the prelims. Here they are. <laughs> No, so, weird. but yeah, no, we're, we're still working guys and I promise you, I know it seems like we're not active too much right now, but it's just cause we're all busy working, whether it be like our, per, you know, our individual careers or on the book itself or ideas or dealing with, um, you know, some personal stuff gets in the way, but not too much. We're kind of constantly always working at something you know? yeah. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of artists are doing that. So I know, you know, yeah. a lot of y'all that ordered commissions with the book and stuff, you know, just hang tight too, because, you know, we're always working. This is a, yeah. like our career to us, so we're making sure that we do a good job for you guys. So. Yeah, like
3: our ultimate goal for this is to make sure that making comics can be our our career. Or we don't want to end up, you know, keeping working our, our full time jobs that we have. I don't you know. know about you guys, my full time job is pretty cool. Yeah, Danny's kind of <laughs> set up
1: pretty good. <laughs> I'm a designer. He's a graphic oh, designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, as, as my day job. Good job. I'm a, Good I'm job. a graphic you designer. You that, that would be like if uh, The Flash, his day job, was running track. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Being a runner, like an Olympic runner. Yeah. yeah. Like he just finishes, he finishes winning gold and... Guys can't make it to a medal ceremony. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say, yeah. Join the Justice League for a meeting. Or I mean, whatever.
1: Nightwing. Nightwing kind of did that. Nightwing, oh, yeah, you yeah. know, he fights crime, and then his day job is what? I'm a police detective. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, my day job is is as a designer, so I, I'm pretty good, you know. Yeah. I love making comics, though. I love it. So. It's it's so fun, man. And and I, I always tell
0: myself, too, like I would like to do it full time and stuff. But I feel like anywhere I'm at, I would just be doodling stuff, you know, fun stuff. Not even to go to con. Like right now, I thought I would be happy, you know, before COVID, I thought I'd be happy going to conventions because they had a lineup set up. Yeah. Dude, but I'm just having fun creating with you guys and like talking shop and, you know, trying to get to these pages and trying to get to things, these ideas that we have. Yeah. And, you know, I could and I'm like, I don't really, you know, now that cons are kind of opening up, I don't really want to go. I don't want to get stuck in a booth. You know, that seems jump, like a time waste. That seems like a time waster you know? drawing, you know right. Venom over thirty times <laughs> or you know what for somebody, you know what I mean? Like well, wrestlers. Yeah, wrestlers, right? <laughs> can you draw the like no I can't <laughs> but um but yeah, so um okay, any um upcoming like do you guys have any friends that are into creators or Kickstarters that are being teased that you've seen that you like or?
3: I haven't been on Kickstarter too much lately. I man, if I go on Kickstarter, I'm blow so Spend much money. Too much I've money. been just
0: blowing it on like stuff that's not related to con- like the table cu- the X-Men table. Able, top yeah, game. Yeah, the tabletop like, game, the X-Men yeah.
1: table. Yeah, oof. I spent that way too much money on way
0: that. Way too much money on that. Me too. Danny Danny's the one that showed it. I feel like I Danny <laughs> roast me into a lot of things. So if Kate <laughs> out there and Christina, if you're listening, I think Danny is just like we have another group chat that's not even related to comics with some other friends. Shout out Sal and Dusty. And he's just like, hey, do you check this out. And I'm like, oh, cool, an X-Men. And I'm like, oh, they got some add-ons. That's cool. And so I'll, like, buy it and then leave it alone. He's like, hey, Dan, they just added this <laughs> this add-on to it. Like, I'm going to get it. I don't know about you. Are you a real fan? Yeah. Like,
1: Are you really real? Like, Come on now.
0: Man, you know, some.
1: Uh, th- this way, if, if I'm going down, you're going down with me. Yes. <laughs> Gosh.
0: But yeah, so, well, I got I got a few people. So I have a buddy, um, a lot of people I meet on Instagram, um, you know, and they've. I, I'd, I'd like to eventually have, which will bring us to our next, like, little kind of thing, guest. We, we eventually kind of want to have guests on this podcast, whether you're just a reader or a creator or you just love comics or you yeah. love the shows or yeah. the movies or, you know, if you got into it because of your kids. Because this is about fun with comics and discovering comics and learning about comics. Right. Um, but I have a buddy, Matthew Skillerin, and, and I met him. He's out of like Ohio, I think, and he's got some really Kirby vibes to his stuff. Really? it's really cool. And um, it's a little, it's like Kirby and Larson kind of. But he's he's making this comic called The Freaking Future, and it's it's very Kirby, like it's very Kirby, but also metal AF. Oh, huh. so I and it, you can yeah. look at him at Skillful Studios, and um. I mean, he just has fun creating. I've talked to him and and you know, I've you know, he's um talked to me about I'm like, You should do a Kickstarter. It's like, man, I just kinda wanna do it myself. Like he's doing everything, the lettering, and he's just gonna self print it and
1: just pass it out. I uh yeah. That sounds cool, man. Yeah, and so check that out.
0: Yeah, and so he um he's he's been doing a good job with it and he goes live and he just chats with other creators and and he's just a really good human being too. So shout out to to him and go follow him at skillful studios on Instagram.
1: We'll do that. I have been doing a lot of kickstarters like uh buying stuff off Kickstarter. I bought this one book, Obliscura. Mm-hmm. And man, that thing gave me nightmares. Oh, and yeah,
0: the the um conceptual yeah, design the conceptual oh.
1: art book. Oh man, so that's uh, the one you brought to the movies, right? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I should have brought it so Joey could. Yeah. see. Yeah.
0: You, you brought it right when we saw that. Um, what was it? Uh, uh, Silent place. Qu- Silent place. The Quiet place. The Quiet art place, too. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a nightmare probably. After what
3: that. is this like a fine art book or what? It is a
1: fine art book, but it's a concept artist and he draws nightmares. Like it's crazy. And I scrolled through it the first time. When I got it immediately after I got it, and I'm pretty sure I went just to, to bed and dreamt of like the four horsemen. It was a wild dream. It's like fever dream
3: stuff. Yeah. Dude. Oh, like, I think I know that guy. Uh he has the, uh, the yeah. Uh he has a website, the Angel Orium, Angel uh, Angel something, but he has uh he has a website where he does conceptual designs of angels, like the angel of uh, like well, uh, like angel of sound, angel of fire, angel of light, all that other stuff. Yeah, that's awesome, man.
1: Yeah, so that's what I got. I got, I got nightmares. I got nightmares, guys. <laughs> nightmares, but it was fun. It was neat because it's a beautiful book. It's beautifully bound. The pages have are black edged.
0: Yeah, I think you get inspired by that stuff too. I mean, definitely. You gotta as creators, you have to branch out, even if you don't like something too much, or you might. Oh, I'll never read. it you know, a horror or a a design book or a a pinup book or, you know, Rockwell or whatever, you got to branch out and you've even as a regular artist to be inspired, you have to appreciate all types of art and and things like that. And you can just learn stuff from it.
1: I mean, definitely. a
0: lot of digital artists, I just watch them just because I don't know digital stuff. And I want to make sure, you know, they might just do cartoony kind of little, you know, Disney stuff. But yeah, no. That stuff I don't know how to use. I don't know how to use digital, but I want to watch them and use what they're using and and stuff like that. So, yeah. How about you, Joy.
3: You uh, no, I mean I'm I'm this is really weird. I'm really into uh this uh, this Turkish author called C M Kozman. Okay. And he wrote this short book called All Tomorrow's and it's this speculative fiction about um uh, humans that transcend their bodies um and they like genetically modify themselves to so go out in space. When they go out in space, they get found by these other aliens called the Ku. And the Ku are like these billion-year-old aliens that uh, take the humans. And what the point, I think, was um, the they weren't humans ourselves weren't supposed to leave the planet. Mm. And so the Ku modified us as revenge. And so they just made billions and billions and billions of different uh, uh, like uh, genetically modified humans, and like, it's weird, dude.
0: Gee, that's like it sounds like a sci fi eerie kind of magazine kind of well, vibe, could,
3: yeah. Because like, I thought it sounded like the, the expanse at first, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, uh, the expanse, but it's uh, James A. Corey, and the series is on uh, Amazon Prime, you can check it out. Um, but it's uh, it's like a few fu- kind of future sci fi, but it's realistic in a way, yeah, where it's uh, it's close to um uh, you know, the scientific uh. They try to get it as close to science as possible. Yeah. Not trying to have too much fancy. God,
0: I wish I had time for books, man. I, I love books. Well, oh, like, this
3: one's only, it's, it's only 111 pages. Hey, that's not so bad. Super small. Um, But this one was weird, dude. Like, it had, like, some Rick and Morty shit going on. Like, with these uh, these one people got po- uh, formed into a, a quilt-like mm-hmm. organism where they just covered the planet. And, but they were totally conscious. Totally conscious. It, so, yeah, it was weird. And then they, uh, they started making these ones that were, like, uh, these humans were designed to be prey and they like slowly formed into like these animalistic looking things but it, it, some it's some
1: midwesterners
3: it, it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's super trippy. You like some popcorn <laughs> it, it's super trippy but the guy is also a uh biology artist like he yeah. does uh, stuff like that oh wow and, and uh so he has a lot of the illustrations but he also hired a bunch of the other illustrators oh, to yeah. it. nice so uh, it's really cool so the book has the illustrations in it, it has like the uh, the inside biology going on It's awesome man that's cool uh, so it's really inspiring me cuz I, I want i'm trying to like get a real weird alien vibe for lawbringer but i don't want to do classic alien stuff i want to find some weird shit going on they're going to be alien vampires alien vampires <laughs> let it go
0: man alien
1: vampires <laughs> Look, they man. have to fight an alien they race like, of they, werewolves yes, <laughs> yes.
0: You yeah. know, there's these guys and they suck your like your plasma, but not your so weight. vampires. No, 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 no. no, like no. different, like, different though. They, they wear space like, helmets. Yeah. And... <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: their capes protect them from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> They're three sons. Yeah, yeah, dude. Joey's Joey's. He likes vampires and and werewolves. I'm getting stuff. over
3: it. I'm getting over it
0: slowly, <laughs> but can you see We're trying to get him, get him. A... And the thing is, it's like I, we were talking about this in our chat that we have. Is like, I do, I like. Those classic horror stuff, like vampires and, and the monster from Frankenstein and, and werewolves. But, guys, it's been beat to death. Yeah, Like, Frankenstein's a monster. Like, if you look at it from a storytelling point, Mary Shelley, she wrote him as, you know, he was like a first kind of guinea pig kind of thing, right? Like, this was his first. It doesn't need to be done again. There's advancements in science where if somebody wanted to make a duplicate of somebody, they would. Like, it would he wouldn't be... You know, a brute with with a shotgun or a brute with a laser cannon. That's dumb. that's your
1: that's your new Frankenstein, right there. He's a genetic genetically perfect clone of somebody. Yeah, but he's evil. Scary. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: And and same thing. He with, does. He does
1: all these little inconveniences, like <laughs> hey, he moves your toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> same
0: things with werewolves. There would have been a vaccine that would. He steals your newspaper. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like,
1: a rabies shot
0: or something for a werewolf. Like there'd be there'd be something, man. And vampires, they're just. They're always drawn to be over-sexualized, and, and why can't there just be, you know, like a cool, you, you know, pizza guy that's a vampire? Man. It's like... That, that's an oxymoron. <laughs> a cool pizza guy. A cool guy. pizza guy. <laughs> a guy that's just trying to live his life, but he has this hunger that, like, man, I want to go drink some blood today. Like,
3: <laughs> uh, you they, know, know, they have, like, blood bars. Blood bars. <laughs>
0: Yeah, like that um one episode of *Key and Peele* where they they take him in. To be a vampire and it's all like gothed out and stuff. He's like, why is everybody dressed in black? Like, <laughs> he's like, don't you want to join? He's like, no, nah, man, I just want to live forever. Like, and he's like, come on. He's like, look at this girl. You, are you even a lesbian? She's like, no. She's like, why are you kissing on her then? Like, this <laughs> is like all this. Like, why, why? is everybody trying to do you know do everybody? But yeah, so it's just been overplayed, man. So those that I those kind of I try to stay away from. And everybody gets that because I do like the romantic you know, the romantic side of those books, the novels that I've read or the old classic movies, but I don't like. Yeah, but they're horror. contained in that era. Yeah. They're staying there. Right. Yeah, exactly. You can't really bring that forward. Like and that's what Victorian. makes. It, yeah. So everybody thinks I like, like horror stuff. I don't. I'm not a big, big fan, you know, but. But yeah. So, um, okay, guys, where can we do um, shout outs? Or, I mean, we already did shout outs, but where can we find this at? And, you know. Do we have any plans for conventions in the future or what, what's
1: up? I think the first convention coming up that I might attend is gonna be if they reach out Bell County. Yeah. You know, that's one of the local ones. Um Greater Austin already happened. You yeah, know, they always hold it on Father's Day weekend. And I'm yeah. like, really guys, I really I wanna I wanna relax with yeah. my no gifts. With my <laughs> no gifts. <laughs> um yeah, the Bell County Comic Con might be the first one I do this year, which is in August. Oh, we got reached out to by uh, our LCS about Free Comic Book Day, which is coming up in August as well. Oh, nice. I think they might be competing weekends, like the same weekend. Oh, at Bell County? Yeah, Bell County. But they're
0: normally—Banksons is normally at Bell County, so I don't know. They usually
1: have a booth, but they're also—if Free Comic Book Day is that same weekend. Yeah, So—
0: I think i would have i like free comic book day that's i like free a, comic book day too that one might be an option for me
1: so we we've gotten a uh, heads up about that
0: yeah So and yeah so and that's a that's a thing too. go check out bankson's you know this is a local podcast shout out to rogue media network for hosting us um but yeah check out bankson's they that's where we get our comics at um golden's books too also has comics and other novels and Little collectible things.
1: A little thing. I'm pretty sure Golden's had Mr. Miracle a week before Banksons' day.
0: Wow. damn! shots fired. Come on, Banksons, had, Brent.
1: They had Mr. Miracle and Batman Superman number 18 mm. a week before Banksons' day.
0: Wow. Now, it is, it, it is. I think it's getting back to the world, but I know for a while there was a lot of issues with like Diamond, which is the comic distributor. Yeah. And um, a lot of the. the oh, books, that's a whole other yeah, show. Yeah, that's a whole other show, but. I know a lot of lot of stores across the, the country were not getting books in at all until like a week or two weeks later and stuff. Yeah. So but that's it. But yeah. So shout out to Banksons and Rogue Media Network. And yeah, I think um Bell County sounds fun. But I would like I would do free comic book day. That's always really fun. Yeah. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else? Any other
1: Joey? Wanna... Joey? Um, you want to try and sway us to vampires real fast? Yeah. No,
3: man. No, no vampires. Not today. Uh, yeah. Like I said, man, we really got turned off by it. Um, then uh, I, I don't want to say what Armando suggested in lieu of vampires because that's gonna give away.
2: Oh uh, yeah. Part of the story. Yeah, it's that really was, good
3: though. That, that was, but but we
0: got, it. dude. That's what's cool. Like we'll get on this. We'll just wake up talking about. <laughs> hey, man, I saw this art on Instagram. It was like 6 in the morning. Yeah, and then we just got on this hype train of creating a whole character and the whole backstory. Yeah.
3: So, See, that's just, that's the stuff that gets me excited, and uh, that's the stuff that also gets me um, not too worried uh, whenever stuff uh, happens, uh, like are little roadblocks, you know, with Paris, you know. Uh, and again, also, shout out to Paris, you know, because if people don't know uh Paris is an Eisner award winning uh colorist. Yeah, he's yeah. worked on a book called Afterlift that won an Eisner award in 2019, I believe. He's the real um, deal. He's the real deal. And uh if you guys want to see what our pages look like with his work on it, you can go to plusweeklycomics.com, see those preview pages. And um you know, we're really we're really excited that he was able to give us some time. But uh but the fact that you know the energy that we have and that we bring to the table, uh we're going to make it And uh, whenever you guys have it in your hands, whenever you guys see it, you're going to fall in love with it the same way that we did. So um, that that's that's it for me.
0: Um, If anybody wants to reach out to us to be a guest, uh, make a little short video and tag us um, on the long box podcast at the long box podcast on Instagram. Show us your collection or show us your art or let us know why you want to come hang out with us for a little bit and talk comic books and we'll see you know that's that'll be our little what american idol audition <laughs> little video tape you sent in yeah um, man it'll be awesome and and maybe we'll have some some local people we want to we want to keep it local for a while cuz this you know um the the rogue media is, is doing a good job at at promoting local stuff so we do want to keep um fans local and stuff but yeah if you just like the fandom or the tv shows or you know anything related to anything you know if you do D&D miniatures or
3: cosplay, even. cosplay
0: even, and you want to just come and talk to us about stuff, you know, we'd love to have you and and kick it with you for a little bit.
2: Definitely. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Also, um, shout out to my wife, Kate Ramirez. I think shout out to all our wives. All our wives for putting up with our goon. For goon, sure. You know.
3: I'll be, I'll be. Uh,
0: we're a bunch of goobers, man. We're a bunch of goobers. You know, we're supposed to be taking them out on the town and showing them. And we're over here like, hey, um, want to come with me to um, Free Comic Book Day and sit at my <laughs> table for eight hours in the sun <laughs> while I'm in the spotlight and you're, you know, doing. But they do that. They do that. They go do drink runs and and food runs. They're real supportive. And, yeah. And they're sure. they're awesome and they they support our work. And uh, but yeah, and Kate she runs her own business. They have comics there too. At LaSalle Shop. So go pick them up before I do, because I always get first dibs when, when Mr. <laughs> J brings them in. So. Hello,
3: yeah. I think that's it for today. I'm done. I think,
1: yeah, I think we got it all out.
0: All right, guys, find us at, at the Long Box Podcast. Uh, my handle is at Armando Ramirez underscore art.
1: I'm at Imaginary Heroics on Instagram and Facebook.
2: Yeah.
3: All right, good job, man. Uh, you can find me at Joey Gonzalez at eight, I'm sorry, at Joey G N Z L S on Instagram. You can find us at uh, plus Weekly comics at Instagram and Twitter, uh Facebook, uh plus Weekly comics and also pluswickle comics dot com.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have a Twitter handle, but I don't tweet. It's I at at I Am Drunk Batman. So. And he
3: tweets when he's drunk.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's at drunk whole, whole different persona. I am <laughs> drunk Batman.
3: I always forget Twitter. I, I, yeah. I never do. Um. We'll get on it. All right, guys. All right, y'all. I'll talk Peace. to you later. See ya.
2: Bye.